Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. Our guest this morning is Kevin Krausert, co-founder and CEO of Avatar Innovations. Kevin has 20 years of oil and gas experience and stepped down as president and CEO of Beaver Drilling a couple years ago to co-found Avatar Innovations, which works with the oil and gas industry to create and implement, implement innovative technology to lead the energy transition. So what does that mean? Well, Kevin's here to explain his passion to support and evolve the industry in Alberta. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. Good morning, David. Good morning, Tara. Good morning, Kevin. Kevin, you know, um, we never met, but I want to congratulate uh, Brian, your co-founder, and you, because uh, I don't think that I've met a lot of people that started a company during COVID. So, you know, <laughs> kudos to you. Um, and, and I want to ask you about that. Uh, you, you kind of launched uh, Avatar Innovation on November 2020. We're we were in the midst of the, uh, you know, lockdowns, op- the opens, look, you know. Low oil prices. Low oil prices, working from home. How does it work? How does it take to, to launch during pandemic, to, to during kind of a pandemic that we had to deal with? <laughs> well, it certainly added uh, a new level of complication, but uh, in, in some regards, it, 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 made, uh, it made things a, a little bit easier with uh, the, you know, being able to use virtual rooms like Zooms and whatnot. Um, but yeah, what there was, um, you know, I think a real opportunity became apparent to me over the pandemic. And uh, that was that, you know, I think that, you know, all of these sort of drumbeats around energy transition made me realize that, you know, the oil and gas industry is, is, is in a very unique position to actually lead this transition. And to be clear, the energy transition is not away from oil and gas. It is away from emissions. And the reality is we can't electrify everything. And so the most rational solutions to the other half of the emissions challenge um, are solutions that we're already working on in oil and gas. They're hydrogen, they're carbon capture, they're biofuels. And so we'd created and realized we had a little bit of a forum where we could, um, you know, run on these technologies a lot faster, bring them to market a lot faster, um, and inspire the next generation of leaders uh, in the sector to not just be responsible producers of, of oil and gas like we've done for many, many years, but also drive, drive, the, drive the energy transition with the types of solutions I just talked about. So Avatar Innovations is you know, a corporate innovation partner that works inside oil and gas to unlock energy transition solutions. So there's sort of three legs to the stool. The first leg um, is called Avatar Ignite, and that's an ideation leadership development program where hundreds of leaders in working inside oil and gas for large cap energy producers, and they work and race across a 12-week curriculum to build an energy transition solution uh, and come up with an idea of how we could build, go and build it. The best of those ideas then get into the second leg of the stool, which is the Avatar Accelerator, where through our partnerships with the University of Calgary and SAIT, the best ideas get a little bit of seed funding from the corporate sponsors. They get a corporate 
mentor and they get a chance to go and build a prototype. Um, and then the third leg of that stool is Avatar Ventures, uh, where we place early stage investments in these um, early technologies um, to be able to bring them to market uh, much faster. And that forum has uh, turned out to be quite the success in, in you know, the 18 months since we start, started Avatar in the middle of the pandemic. Mm. We we want to dig a little deeper into, you know, how you partner with corporations on that. But I want to take you back to what you originally said the, about the transition. And you said that the energy transition is not to move away from oil and gas, but to move away from emissions, which I think is a really distinct difference from what uh, some of the conservationists are are saying. So when you say you want to move away, not from oil and gas, how do you have that conversation with people who are saying there should not be another drop of oil coming out of the ground? Well, you know, I think you've got to um, just start with some, some basic facts and start in a place of, of mutual understanding, you know, that first and foremost, that, you know, the oil and gas industry is a meaningful and powerful partner in, um, in, in solving climate change. Um, and the reality is the problem is not fossil fuels. The problem is the emissions. And right now we're seeing skyrocketing energy prices uh, around the world. Um, and we've got, you know, a very short window here as a planet to reach net zero emissions to keep climate change um, inside, you know, inside a range that is going to le- lead to a world that most of us want to live in. So, you know, I think when you can kind of get to that point, then you can start saying, well, we don't have the luxury or the time to discount any one form of energy um, whether that's oil and gas or whether that's solar and wind, we need all forms of energy. The conversation then can pivot to, okay, well, what's the fastest, the cheapest, and easiest way of us getting there? And that's going to be to look at the multi-trillions of dollars worth of energy infrastructure that our planet has and look at ways to repurpose them in a way that allows us to reach our, our net zero 2050 goals. And so there's a small group of people that, you know, will never be able to get there, but I'm optimistic. And from my experiences, you actually can get um, a lot of conservationists to sort of wrap their head around um, emissionless oil and gas is not a problem at all. In fact, actually, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Our guest this morning is Kevin Krausert, co-founder and CEO of Avatar Innovations. Kevin, you know, uh, when I was browsing through your uh, website, I noticed many times it says energy sector's most challenging uh, problems, industry challenges. Other than emission, what other challenges or maybe one or two uh, you know, extra challenges you see in the industry right now? You know, you know, beyond the, the decarbonization initiatives, there's, you know, I'll give you two. You know, first of all, the energy industry is a highly capital intensive, highly regulated, safety critical business. And so bringing these types of emerging technologies to market in that structure um, creates some challenges. And what we're trying to do is provide a sandbox for industry to try some of these emerging technologies in a way that is de-risked, that doesn't create any challenges, because not all of them are going to work. And so how can we learn so we can run as fast as possible? You know, and then I'd say, you know, obviously, you know, the second secondary, you know, big challenge is how do we deliver energy security uh, in a decarbonizing world? Um, and that is uh, a big, big question of, you know, how can we, 
um, you know, responsibly deliver deliver energy in in, in a carbon constrained world. Um, and I'd say that's that's you know the energy security question is 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 a big one that you know anybody who fills up their car or pays their gas bill lately has mm-hmm. realized uh, mm-hmm. um, energy security is a is a real thing. So yeah, you, I did it yesterday yeah. with my Escalade. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a biggie. Um, so what's your part in terms of advocating for this uh, energy transition around emissions with the government? Because it seems like we're our own worst enemy in this country with supporting oil and gas, Canadian oil and gas. So uh, how, how are you working with governments to move this forward as well? Um, you know, we work closely with all three levels of government. We were actually pretty fortunate um, for the federal government who contributed uh, $2.1 million to uh, create the Energy Transition Centre in downtown Calgary, which is a 17,000 square foot space supported by oil and gas um, and uh, where we house all of these emerging technologies to to work. Um, And so I'd say that, you know, once you get past the sort of political rhetoric and the cheap political points, um, all political parties are are trying to make on the energy file. Uh, There's a lot more commonality uh, than you would think, Um, you know, and, and so I would, you know, encourage people to start looking and politicians, especially to start looking at actually rational solutions um, as opposed to scoring cheap political points on a highly complex issue with very simple blanket statements. And I, I'd say that's, you know, it's a challenge for, for, for both sides. And, you know, I think there's also an opportunity for Alberta to align our messaging um, and our aspirations and our hopes um, with the climate ambitions of the rest of the country. And, you know, we've got an office in Toronto, our co-founder is based in Toronto. Um, and I th- say there's a lot more east-west divide on this issue than the politicians would, would have you believe. Mm. You know, um, we want to continue this discussion. I want to hear your opinion about the oil and gas messaging and kind of where we went off the rails and lost control of that uh, over over the past number of, well, decades, really. Kevin Krausert is with us, co-founder and CEO of Avatar Innovations. We'll be right back. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. We are back with our guest, Kevin Krauser, co-founder and CEO of Avatar Innovations. Uh, Kevin, I'm going to shock Tara right now, and I'm taking the kind of the light from her, the, the spotlight, and I'm asking about culture, which is her kind oh, of uh, forte. I'm so proud. <laughs> um, I was going through uh, your uh, core values. And, you know, teamwork, performance, diversity, creativity, seeing that, being there, done that. But there's one thing that I was like, wow, courage. I have never seen that. Mm. Tell me how important it is for your organization and for maybe other, you know, entrepreneurs and organizations, especially startups, the word courage and what it means. I think that, um, you know, we live now in a world of exponential disruption, 
you know, every, every corner we turn around, there's some new unexpected event that changes a lot of our assumptions. And, you know, the easiest thing in those situations do is sort of, you know, retreat to your, your knitting. And it's to be able to lead in an era of faster and faster change is going to require courage to face the unknown. And I'd say it's a, it's a big piece because what we do at Avatar is we work on a lot of these emerging technologies that we think are transformational in terms of the energy system, but also transformational for the city in terms of its economy and also transformational for the future of our planet. But that brings a lot of uncertainty. And the only way to face uncertainty um, is to, to have courage in your vision, to have courage um, in yourself and to have courage in your team. So it's a foundational piece of, of the culture we build at Avatar. We've now been 18 months of close to 700 alumni who've uh, worked through the Avatar technology process. Um, and it's pretty incredible to see what can happen when you empower people to do big things, um, but they'll need a little bit of courage to, to be able to get there. Oh, I love that. I Courage love that. Courage and empowerment. Yes. That's a great message. Oh, you have to look at the smile on Tara's face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I approve of this message. Um, one of the things I also love about your message in reading some of the news articles and whatnot that, um, that are out there about you is the support that you put behind the people working in the industry. You know, there's a stereotype about... Albertans or anybody really working in oil, that they're big truck driving, not caring at all about the environment. And my experience was not that at all. I worked in oil for 10 years and the people that I worked with were professionals who collaborated on how to reduce emissions and reduce land impact. And they truly cared about the environment and they took pride in, in working for the oil companies. So tell me about your experience of the people who work in this industry. Yeah, I was very much aligned with, with your uh, experience. You know, I have the privilege of, you know, we had 272 participants working at 43 oil and gas companies uh, in this year's Avatar. And each one of them are passionate, engaged, and, um, you know, community-minded. And the reality is, is they're doing incredibly responsible work, delivering responsible energy to an energy-hungry world but also are extremely passionate about working on some of these uh, breakthrough technologies like hydrogen and carbon capture um, that can solve the greatest emissions uh, challenge of our life. And yeah, I think it's, it's an unfair mischaracterization. You know, I'll give you a, an anecdote of, um, you know, a young engineer uh, working for a large midstream company who's from Ontario and she was in the, the program this year and, you know, she went back home and they're like, oh, you work for, you know, a large pipeline company. You know, you're, you know, how do you, how dare you do that? And she was like, oh, but they put me in this program called Avatar. I got to build on a hydrogen technology. I met the CEO of Virgin Galactic because we were talking about hydrogen. And her friends were like, no way. Um, and so, you know, there is this search inside this industry um, but I think that's also the pivot the industry has recently done, where we're embracing the energy transition, realizing we can win at it. And that's a message, I think, that resonates with people who, you know, sometimes might have, a, you know, a false mischaracterization of the people that work in this industry. But, no, I can't go through a meeting where we don't talk about emissions reductions. It's, it's all the industry is talking about is how to be more responsible producers of energy and help uh, the planet meet its goals. 
Which is great, right? Because you've got, um, I remember we went through a phase where there were a lot of people not go, young people were not going into engineering um, for this reason, because they didn't want to go into the oil, uh, oil production. And now they've got this whole other side of innovative technology that they can go into while still working in the oil industry. So it, it's perfect for the young people just coming out of university or going into university as well. Uh, my question is, how do we change, uh, I would say, not within the industry, but outside of the industry, in the yeah. public's eye, in the media eye, how do we change this conversation? Because the conversation right now, if you go on the public side and on the media side, it's a negative conversation. Kevin, any ideas how you can take, you know, the positive conversation you have within the industry and kind of explore how to mass send that message to, to the public? You have to change the story. And you have to change the story to one that demonstrates uh, real, meaningful, and tangible results and actions um, that align the work that the energy sector is doing and the oil and gas industry is doing with the country and the planet's climate ambitions. Um, you know, I'll give you an, another anecdote. You know, over the, the summer, we formed a partnership with um, XPRIZE and Elon Musk's foundation. Um, Elon put $100 million into carbon removal, so that's pulling CO2 out of the atmosphere. And um, we partnered with them, and we were backed by, uh, you know, five of the largest energy companies uh, in the world, in Canada, Suncor, Synovus, Enbridge, um, Shell, and Imperial. And we made the front page uh, in Berlin um, on their newspapers with that story. Mm. So a simple demonstration of these large oil and gas companies working on carbon removal and solving climate change. It's not that big of a pivot, but it was enough of a pivot to go from climate villain to front page of the Berlin newspaper um, <laughs> with a real and tangible action. And so, you know, explaining facts and it seems, you know, as soon as you're explaining, you're losing. So you have to, we have to continue to demonstrate these types of actions and, and, and these types of real wins. And, you know, I think we'll, we'll get there. You know, the sad reality is, is most people who don't work in the energy sector don't think about this uh, as frequently as Calgarians do, or, or those of us who work in the energy sector. Um, and so, they can simplify the narrative into something that is, um, you know, false, but also too simple. And the only way to break that is, is real tangible examples, not and examples that resonate, not more information or telling them they're wrong. Um, that's how you win a marketing war. That's how you, that's how we're going to win this, with this race. And I think the oil and gas industry is a once in a generational um, opportunity right now to really come out as the heroes. Uh, as everyone, you know, complains about, you know, their, their gas bill or how much it costs to fill up their car, we have an opportunity now to say, no, we're, we're, we're responsibly delivering you energy you need today, but we're also investing in the future that you want. And that's an opportunity, I think, where we can win um, and that will slowly but surely change the narrative. Did you send the translation of the article to The Globe and CBC? Uh, <laughs> you're bad. Don't, don't answer that, Kevin. 
<laughs> my German um, is, is terrible. My grandmother would be so disappointed in me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kevin, I'm, I'm wondering about going back to Avatar Innovations. Do, do you approach companies or do they approach you to go through the three components, the Avatar Ignite and the Accelerator? And you have 90 seconds uh, to answer. Yep. Both. Uh, we've got long-standing supporters such as um, Suncor, Synovus, Enbridge, and TC Energy, and we have really great relationships uh, with those big four. Um, and then there's other key strategics that we approach, and then we field phone calls uh, all the time from uh, energy firms that would like to get involved in the, in the system. Mm. And does it always have to be from a big corporation, or what, what if there was a, a small startup that said, you know, or a, a new entrepreneur who said, I, I'd kind of like to get in on some of this action. Do you bring them in as well? Yes, we um, open registrations up to uh, all Canadians and actually Americans as well. Um, we'll probably be opening registrations up again for 2023 uh, sometime in October. Okay. So we can be on the lookout for that. Kevin, thank you so much. This was a great conversation, very enlightening. Kevin Krausert with the co-founder and CEO of Avatar Innovations. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks so much. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges.